This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Don't make believe. On the beat. It's me and D. Welcome to the Full Press Fantasy Pod, part of Full Press Coverage. My name is Kyle Senra, and joining me is my co-host, Brad Harvin. How you doing, Brad? Hey, what's up, Kyle? Uh, doing well down here in Jacksonville. Uh, just, you know, th- th- things have been going really well for me, and then I got home from work today, and part of, uh, you know, being down here in America, being registered to vote and everything, what comes in the mail? Jury duty. First time in 26 years I got someone for jury duty, so that that's a little bit of a bummer. I mean, it's it's, it's a few weeks away, but uh, I'll get over it, and uh, I'm ready to talk some uh, fantasy football, though. Yes, me too. Are. I love that you said uh, jury duty and uh, your American duty. It's something that we um, <laughs> definitely, uh, we, we everyone feels strongly about. You get to skip work. It's all approved, and I know why I don't get called anymore, and it's because I wrote down that uh, I don't think you, you're going to like my answers. <laughs> I, I just did that to kind of get out of it, but I, I, I think I that's kind of kind of stuck for a while. Gotcha. I don't think you're going to like my answers. So and I they suppose don't call me anymore. The, the fact that you, exactly the fact just of that is proof that they didn't like that answer already. Uh, but glad you answered the call to join this dynasty madman, Jeremy Brown. Uh, welcome back to the podcast. But uh, thanks, man. I hope you like my answers on this show. I'm willing <laughs> to give them. So thank you very much for having me. It, it's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. Had you on a few times, but glad to have you on just you really focus on, on your thoughts because uh, I think you're, you're a great dynasty person and well, a great dynasty mind and great person. So uh, super Thanks, excited man. to have you on. Thank you. So Brad, I think we're just going to get right into it. Uh, the, we'll That's call it the cool. madman trade show and go crazy with all these trades. Um, <laughs> and uh, I wish I made more, but I, I will help you talk about yours. I sometimes run into trouble with my own at times. I think I overanalyze it. 
Um, and, and, and I want to check myself, but I'm always happy to help someone else. I think I'm, it, I think it's easier when I'm not involved to make a, a, a better decision for people. So maybe looking at it more objectively, it's not your team. You can look at it, the lens of what is just dynasty value flat, not just my team. For sure. And you know how we always talk about context, but sometimes you, you want to read too much into the context or use too much context. Sometimes, you know, the answer is just more obvious than we want to, uh, than we want to admit. And we run into that on the HQ, just kind of talking with each other, like Michael bring up a trade and Shane will bring up a trade. And we're like, listen, you know, uh, you're not really doing yourself, um, you know, justice here in this trade. But I think we've all working on that trades HQ show. I think we've all gotten better at making trades. Um, we've gotten better at the process of evaluating it. So um, I, yeah, I'd rather talk about your trades and I feel strongly that I can help you <laughs> better than, yeah, uh, subjectively I can do my own. Well, truthfully, I'll say I, as someone who's been listening to the Dynasty Trades HQ podcast for a while, I feel like I've gotten better at trading partially, listening yeah, partially, being part of the patron group and being part of those d- constant discussions, the group me chat and and all those ideas constantly flowing uh, makes the brain think and hopefully think, yeah, and, and I think just experience, right? We Every year we're playing in more and more leagues and even, you know, even the leagues we've been in, like every year, one more year of experience, one more year wiser, maybe not making so many as bad mistakes, we'll say. And that's it. You're trying to, to make fewer mistakes and, you know, make your team better. And, you know, it is sometimes marginal. You don't have to just, you know, win a trade huge. Just, you know, if you just win it by the slightest of margins and help your team, I mean, that's it. Just don't, you know, win more than you lose on the trades. And, you're, you know, that way you're improving your team slightly. And I think people get too invested in like making big, huge deals. I'm going to blow this team up. I'm going to make a tremendous deal and make a a huge impact to my team where that's not always the case. You can make a bunch of smaller trades and marginally increase your, you know, uh, your winning, your winning percentage and stuff like that. And just kind of, if you do that every year, if you always win just a a hair, you, you know, just keep moving forward. I, I think we try to think of it. Oh man, I, I need to move Derrick Henry for something big. I need like a 2023 20, first. I need this. I need that. He's a 30 year old running back, but you know what? I could use him this year and maybe win another title and you get stuck in those dilemmas. And I, and I'm there because I have some good players that are approaching that, you know, cliff. And you're like, you know, when do I move them? Do I move them now? What do I ask for? I want something big. And yeah, we always have those dilemmas and you just hope you win them marginally. That's what I do now. I just hope I win slightly, not big. Well, I think our listeners are going to win big here listening to all this. Uh, Dynasty Madman, it's crazy mad how great of a transition that was. How you, without, <laughs> and I know you, like, we're not just making this up. He doesn't know the, the Jeremy doesn't know the context behind this trade, but uh, Brad and I made a trade together in the Dynasty League we're in. And Brad yeah. does have Derrick Henry on his team. So maybe yeah. Brad, thinking to those thoughts as a, as a Derrick Henry manager, do you agree with what uh, uh, Jeremy's saying? Uh, well, I've certainly uh, voiced my, my opinion on Derrick Henry and my love for Derrick Henry, even living in Jacksonville, Florida. I know it's a little bit of a, a sacrilege down in these parts, uh, but I mean, he's from here. So, you know, I, I, I'm, you know, watching through college and everything. I, I, and I feel like he still has a couple more, Couple more uh, years in him, a uh, little bit of tread on the tires uh, to, to get cliche, but uh, but yeah, so yeah, he, he he's on my he's on my team right now. Got to be paired with uh, Jonathan Taylor and uh, uh, also uh, James Conner at the running back position. 
That's so, uh, a nice trifecta there. Those three guys. Um, yeah. 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 And, and I think you're right. This is a, this is going to be a great season for Henry, even though, even if he, um, you know, doesn't get to where he was last year and the years previous, maybe. And I think, you know, hopefully for Henry, it's a gradual decline. Yeah. I don't see any reason to suspect otherwise, um, but being burned, having been burned in the past, you wonder, but I think Henry, he's been healthy. He, uh, you know, he's a big, strong guy. I think he's going to play as long as he wants to Just play. Sure. I th- yeah. I think it's kind of like you run into that with certain players. Like you get out of too soon. Larry Fitzgerald played till he was 50. I'm kidding. It was a long time though. Gronk just retired. We thought he was going to retire five years ago. Brady. I was trading him same five years ago. Guy's still playing at a high level. Yeah. You, you run the risk of getting out too soon when you have a rule of thumb uh, running backs. It's easy to do because those guys just don't have staying power. They get hurt. They're, you know, 30, 31, they're done in the league or they're just like an afterthought. Um, I think, I think Henry though, he still has some tread on the tires. Like you just said, other positions, I'm willing to give it a longer um, leash, especially at tight end. Um, like offensive linemen, they can play a long, long time, which is crazy. Those guys are getting beat up every down, but yet they're playing longer than, you know, wide receivers and running backs in many cases, but at any rate, and quarterbacks too, they play forever. So uh, running backs just scare me, but you know, I like what you said, Brad, I I think um, you run the risk of getting out too soon on Henry. I mean, he's putting up huge numbers. You you have to get a a really good return on him, something that's going to pay off or, you know, you're definitely selling too low. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to uh, reevaluate the situation with him at the end of the year. I'm, I'm ho- hoping for a strong year and, uh, and, and, and then uh, possibly move him at, at the end of the year. It would be a uh, kind of heartbreaking for me, but yeah, I, I, I understand. <laughs> I will say a team up with Jonathan Taylor on, it does seem like the type of team you want Derek Henry. You don't really want Henry being your, your sole sure. RB one, like a hero RB team. And there's no real successor. I mean, if anything, he's the RB two on the team and, and, yeah, I'm just hoping really for that, that production, that ceiling. Yeah, may as well keep him um, with the, the matrix you have there. So, good point. But Brad, there is one uh, position, and if and if I know, listeners to the offseason, problem, man, man. <laughs> with but, that roster, I was going to ask. So, what else is going on with that roster? <laughs> sure, absolutely. Yeah, it's a, Kyle, I'll just jump in real quick. Yeah, it's the quarterback position. Uh, I, I guess I, I stuck with the AFC South. Uh, theme and I was able to get Trevor Lawrence in the draft last year um you know uh, still still jury, jury's still out uh, on him um you know we'll kind of see how it goes but then I couldn't be worse that. than last year with Urban Meyer I no, mean no. even if he's not the guy the 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 blonde bomber that we thought he was I don't think he's going to be awful like I right. mean come on he's got to be a Derrick Henry kind of player let's be yeah. real I mean he was everything all throughout the, the entire yeah. way if you can't put a good line in front of him and let him be a good quarterback. I mean, really, we all saw him in college too. It's not like he ever failed. Um, I just think that the the sights were too high. I think we, we expected too much for that from that guy. But but really, could he be worse than Derek Carr for you know eight years? Let's. I mean, I think that's what we're talking about. I hope. I think that's what yeah. you're looking at. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, I mean, it, it's a it's a super flex. So, I mean, I felt good with him there, but uh, I also had Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, I traded for Sam Darnold when he was hot, or so that was 
That, that's coming back to bite well, me. Was he was he ever hot? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, he I mean, yeah, he I mean, did play well for yeah, a couple yeah, of games. Yeah, yeah, tell <laughs> me about it. Um, but yeah, just a couple here. Uh, I went and got Cam Newton too, and so really, really just looking for that second quarterback spot. Uh, I'm drafting at the 106 uh, coming up here in uh, you know 10 days or something like that. So man, I've been. What uh, are you I've thinking? Been, I've, been, I've been shopping around and. Uh, I've been knocking on Kyle's door for a couple months now. You need to trade the 106 for somebody serviceable because you don't want to draft a quarterback there because everybody wants the skill positions. I mean, you're talking about maybe, honestly, I've seen Garrett Wilson fall that far, but for sure, Olave, sometimes Traylon Burks, honestly. um, You know, uh, there there are players that are falling there that people want, and the quarterbacks in this class aren't going to – probably aren't going to help you. I mean, we'll see. I honestly think they're going to be better than consensus says, but we don't know which guys and we don't know when it's, it's like a real crapshoot. We don't have a a big, a good picture. It's probably going to happen at some point for several of these guys. I really think so. They're not all bad. The entire class isn't bad. It was just COVID and everything else kind of suppressed and depressed everything. And people have this negative picture of the 2022 class where there were a ton of players in it. But let's just say you take the 106 and trade it for a quarterback. What do you think, or package some picks to get a quarterback? What could you do, and who does Kyle have that maybe you could do that, uh, make that trade with? Well, well, it's funny because uh, a trade did occur, and actually Brad can still keep his 106. Oh, you yeah. made it. Okay. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where actually what we're going to talk about now. But uh, it is interesting. Uh, just wondering brad if you know even after making this trade if, if there's any temptation to go kenny pickett but i think i think i know which receiver you're really hoping falls to 106 and it's funny because madman didn't mention him right yeah i noticed that i noticed that as well i, I mean I, I'm, I, a big I, I mean, I'm just thinking of a bunch of different drafts that i've been in and, and i mean it could it, it could be um so many players um sky Moore could be there uh, chris olave i mean those are the guys that i've seen fall at that spot uh, usually, uh, you know, London's far, uh, pr- pretty high. Traylon Burks has fallen that far. What wide receiver are you guys talking about that's still there? I'm, I'm a big uh, Jameson Williams fan. Uh, okay. I, I okay. Come, even yeah. coming off he's the, definitely uh, he's available well. around that spot. Yeah. 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 So that, that's pretty much uh, who I have my eye on there. And uh, I, I've not made that a secret uh, for the last uh, few Well, months. you should take him and then pull a different deal for a quarterback. you got to get a quarterback, though, because who you said you have? I mean, Roethlisberger's already gone. Right. Oh, I think I had Fitzpatrick, too. I forgot to mention that. <laughs> so yeah, they're gone. So, so, yeah. 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 Is it a super flex? Didn't you say that? It is. Yeah. It is super flex. Yeah, yeah, we, you, we, you have to trade for a quarterback, even if it's, uh, you know, a bottom – a bottom 15 guy, like somebody, somebody with some, uh, you know, potential in the middle there. Um, and the old guy, just, you, you have to get somewhere. So Come it on, sounds man. like he already likes your trade there, Brad, but, uh, so, okay. I guess we'll share the trade then. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, Brad kept hounding me for a particular quarterback, knowing how my structure, seeing I had Dak Prescott and Kirk cousins already as solid too. I could afford to trade away my QB three. Uh, so I gave up Zach Wilson Marvin Jones and a 23 third. And in return, I got Tyrod Taylor, Adam Thielen, Van Jefferson, and a 23 second. Brad, I like that for you. You need the quarterback. Um, I do. Yes. That that's that you, you had to make that trade. So for you, it doesn't matter that even if you gave a little bit more than you needed to. And in this case, I really don't, I mean, I don't think you did say, say the trade one more time. 
all the pieces? So, yeah. So uh, Brad gave up Tyrod Taylor, Adam Thielen, Van Jefferson, and a 23 second. And on top of Zach Wilson, he also got Marvin Jones and a 23 third. Yeah. Fine with that. I mean, you, you had to give up feeling too, but yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's an older wide receiver, not long for the league. He'll probably right. play really well this year. I'm sure he will. Yeah. Um, but you got a quarterback who is sophomore year, right? Right. I don't love that player. Um, his mom's kind of hot. I don't love that player, <laughs> but, and I don't love the jets, but people think that, and he, I, I saw some stuff from, I think, Doug Farrar. What's he, the Sports Illustrated guy? Um, Doug Farrar wrote about the quarterbacks who did poorly against certain coverages and stuff like that. And, man, Wilson did did worst of all against several defensive coverages. Now, I, I don't know, but people think that he's going to have a resurgence next year, learning curve, um, and he's going to be very good. But, but I think you need to make that deal, even if that's not true. You have to take the chance on that being true. He was drafted highly in the NFL. He was drafted highly in rookie drafts. And if you go by just that capital alone, I like the, t- the deal you made. Let's hope. Let's hope Wilson, you know, for the Jets, turns it around. Um, I mean, he might. He might. We don't know. But and- people think so. And now, Brad, I wonder if now that you're like, you know, still have the 106, if Garrett Wilson and Jamison Williams both fall. And I know you want your guy Jamison, but is the Garrett Wilson I would, stack? I would, go, I, would, I would most likely go for the stack. That is correct. Yeah. yeah. But I, I I haven't really seen Garrett Wilson falling that far. I mean, you guys can keep me honest, uh, but um, I, I would lean towards the stack. But I, I would probably sit on that one for a while to try and figure it out because 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 of my feelings for uh for Jameson. So uh, I have seen him no. fall to the one Oh six, but yeah, normally he's going in as the top wide receiver off the board or, or right after London, like yeah, kind of thing. London. And sure, I, yeah. honestly, I think he's the best um, uh, quarter uh, re- receiver in the draft, like most well-rounded Ready to um, go. Yeah. highest floor, um, maybe highest ceiling. I mean, there's, he's gotten better every year. There's nothing not to, I mean, other than his size, there's zero negatives you could bring up for Garrett Wilson. Jeremy, the, the fighting for the 50 50 ball. Uh, um, and, and listen, this guy was like a, a highly heralded wide receiver, but he proved it every year in college. He got better. But yes, I'm an Ohio State fan. But listen, the thing is, Garrett Wilson, I don't say these same things about Chris Olave. I like him too. But Wilson has everything. He has the dog in him, he has the routes, he gets open, he creates separation, he catches 50 50 balls. He, I mean, he's fast. He, he breaks, he breaks tackles. Olave doesn't according to the stats, but I mean, he's just always so wide open. He scores all those touchdowns. He doesn't have to contend, but Wilson plays good inside and outside. You, you'd be hard pressed to find a a more well-rounded wide receiver with that many reps ever in an NFL draft. I don't see how you put any wide receiver after playing fantasy football for so long ahead of him. And I like a bunch of players, but in this class, I don't see how any you could make a justification on, okay, Drake London's more talented. He has a higher ceiling. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, Traylon Burks, is he a better athlete? He doesn't seem to be able to breathe in hot weather. There's a lot of things about a lot of guys. Jamison Williams, is he really faster? Because Garrett Wilson took 
kept him from having a job. Kept I mean, there's a field, right? Kept him off, and he was playing behind. I think Olave, anyways, uh, uh, Jamison Williams. But really, there's nothing you could say negative about Garrett Wilson that would make me think that he's not one of the best wide receivers in this draft. And then you try to make a case for any of those other guys above him, and I don't think you can. Like I, every everything that's ever been said, I I don't. I think he's the best. So if he falls to 106, you have to take him, even over Will, even over Jamison Williams that you love. Um, I think gotcha. you owe it to yourself to do that. And I, realized, I think he's an awesome receiver too. I was kind of going back through my mind. And I realized, wait, Brad made the playoffs last year. So he actually oh, he the 107, did? not the 106. So that was my fault oh, for saying it? 106 initially. Okay. Yeah, you're looking at uh, maybe Williams, but uh, Jamison's probably going to be gone too. Garrett Wilson's going to be gone. You're probably looking at Olave and something else that falls through the cracks. You might have, um, you know, Sky Moore, Olave is going to be there. You have to decide. I, I personally, Olave for the Saints, that's a really sweet spot to be. I love Sky Moore with uh, the Chiefs. And, I, and honestly, I didn't love Sky Moore as much until he went to the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, I think that's like, mojo right there like a lot of mojo. well i will say J- jeremy it's funny when you first mentioned uh garrett wilson you almost said the best quarterback and then you uh, wide receiver right because yeah, but yeah, so. but he might actually be the best quarterback in this class knowing this quarterback <laughs> class right so <laughs> knowing uh, this class i know who, who is the best quarterback i want to know this answer well yeah i, I think, think the NFL, I, I mean right now the nfl is telling us it's kenny pickett um, I know I took Kenny Pickett and, and I don't believe it. I don't, I, don't I know. I know. It. And that's why you, you're thinking for Brad, it's like, even in, in, you know, I guess now that he's traded for Zach Wilson, that quarterback need is maybe not as dire, but even with that in, in mind, no consideration for Kenny Pickett there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, cause that's where he's falling too. Right. Right in that range. Right. Yep. One, six, seven, eight. I, I took him at the one Oh six in a draft now start up to three quarterbacks every week. So quarterback value a little more inflated. So that seemed like the, the, the league where he should go earlier. I've, I, although mm-hmm. in, in other just conventional super flex leagues, I saw him go as early as the one Oh four at times. So. And, and with NFL draft capital, I mean, that's the guy you have to draft early. And if, if, if you need a quarterback and you want a quarterback, I don't think he's the best quarterback, but we will see. I, I mean, I like him. I like all, all the quarterbacks to a degree. I just, I don't think he's the best. I still like Malik Willis. I think, I think overall, long term, that's the guy you want in fantasy football, um, based on everything he brings to the table. But he wasn't drafted like Kenny Pickett was drafted. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Jeremy, you mentioned you recently made a trade. So I'm curious mm-hmm. to what that trade was and if you'd like yeah. to share. And I'll, I'll tell you what it is. And, and I almost didn't make this trade. And I, I declined it. And then I sent it back to the team that sent it to me after I looked at my roster. So ordinarily, I want Devonta Smith and Amon Ra St. Brown. Um, the, I was offered J.K. Dobbins and Isaiah Spiller for Devonta Smith and Amon Ross St. Brown. And I declined it. And I, and everybody that I asked, including my buddy, Shane Manila, um, everybody said, Hey, um, yeah, I, I want the wide receivers. I want the wide receivers. I, I asked like 
a half a dozen people just to check myself. Not because I needed um, someone to tell me what I should do. I wanted to, I wanted to understand if I was looking at it correctly. Like if I was, well, and it's just a, a, a standard traditional scoring. I, I say the standard traditional. It's a PPR league. It's just a super flex league. Nothing special in the scoring. I mean, maybe tight end premium. It doesn't affect the running backs and wide receivers. There's nothing outside of PPR to worry about. Um, so I gave up Devonta Smith and Amon Ross St. Brown, but I asked for a 2023 third as well. So I got Isaiah Spiller, J.K. Dobbins in the third. And I know it's a risk. We have two players that did really well. In fact, I have traded for Amon Ross St. Brown. I just did that earlier this week. I traded in a contracts league where I was paying Tyreek Hill $15 million a year. He just came out of restricted free agency. I matched $15 million a year for four or five years. Maybe it was four, 15 million a year. I traded him for the 101 in a heavy depleted rookie draft and the 201 and Amon Ross St. Brown because I wanted out of that contract. I need, I, I didn't have any cap space and I needed it. And I have a, a really young wide receiver core. So I was fine getting Amon Ross St. Brown. In this case, I don't really need the wide receivers. Uh, I mean, I have a pretty good <laughs> posse of wide receivers. I didn't really need the running backs necessarily either, but I just felt like the value was on my side. Dobbins was injured last year, but J.K. Dobbins is an above average running back. Um, I think Isaiah Spiller is too. I like him in the for the Chargers. I think he's, you know, the next man up. I think he's going to be maybe as good, close to as good as the guy who's there now that everybody wants, you know, waiting in the wings. And wide receivers are so easy to get. I mean, I don't have a ton of guys. I have Olave, Christian Kirk, Chris, Chris Godwin, uh, Chase Claypool. Uh, you know, I have enough guys. I have running backs. I have Alvin Kamara. Camara, sorry, uh, DeAndre Swift, Jeff Wilson, which I think is a starter in San Francisco until he gets hurt, um, Austin Eckler, and now I have his, you know, his backup, I guess you could say, and I have Dobbins, and I just felt like I was uh, getting myself ramped up for the future. I don't think those wide receivers are. I think Devonta Smith is a tiny little fella. He did great last year, actually better than I expected. I don't know if he's going to maintain that. So anyway, even though everyone said I should take the wide receivers, um, and actually Shane Swagger is the one guy that said go with the running backs, but it was after I made the trade already. And I was like, thanks, somebody that actually, um, you know, I, I just, my instincts, Kyle and, and Brad, my instinct was to take the running backs, but I wanted somebody to talk me out of it. And everybody did, except for Shane Swagger. So like I said, I asked six guys and, Five of them said the wide receivers. And after I made the trade, Swagger got back to me and he said, hey, you know what? I want the running backs. And so I felt a little bit validated that one of my buddies was like, you know, and somebody who plays a lot like I do said, you know, I think that's the side. And so what do you guys think? And I'll tell you why a little bit more about maybe why I made that trade. I, I thought I did, but I feel like I'm just talking in circles. <laughs> So it's, it's funny that both Amon Ra and Devontae Smith, you know, during the NFL draft saw, you know, their teams making significant investments in other wide receivers. Jamison yes. Williams for the Lions. We've already talked about the Eagles making the trade for A.J. Brown. So yep. uh, suddenly, you know, you, you know, you can make the argument that since the NFL draft, that these 
receivers have lost value now because they're so young, you know, roller coaster value could we'll probably see rises again at some point. But I mean, if JK Dobbins comes back and has a, a great season, maybe his value doesn't rise, but certainly I could easily see the scenario where he outproduces either Smith and Amon Ra. I don't know if he outproduces both combined, uh, but that would be assuming that Isaiah Spiller gets you nothing at all. So if he gets right. you anything like that, you know, it can, I think I would tend to agree on the, you know, trading two wide receivers away for two running backs. Maybe not as a fan of that process necessarily. I can't remember another time that I've done that. Mm-hmm. Brad, what do you think about this trade? I, I think uh, I'm really just uh, piggyback off what you said. I, I think it's important to uh, reiterate that, that the, the Eagles went and they got, you know, AJ Brown, the lions went and drafted Jameson Williams also got DJ Chark in the off season. Uh, so just another, another body to uh, battle the, uh, uh, you know, for, for the footballs. And I, I don't really have a, I guess when he was first describing it, I was a little concerned, uh, you know, with, with the trade, but, but after hearing the, the remaining, uh, or, or I guess his current stable of running backs and then being able to add Dobbins to that, I, I think, uh, I mean, I think that sets the, sets the tone for the future. And, and I'm, I, I am with Shane as far as, uh, you know, there, there's going to be, you know, more opportunities for to, to get other wide receivers in the future. I, I don't, I don't really have a, uh, I don't necessarily have a problem with this uh, trade at all. I mean, especially, especially with those two. I mean, if you were to, you know, throw in another, another piece that was maybe in a more stable situation, um, you know, you know, replacing that person with either, uh, you know, Brown or, uh, or um Amon Ra or the uh, or Devonte Smith, if right. you put somebody right. else in there, that was a little more stable. Didn't you know? You know, get more certain, a more yeah. certain wide receiver, yeah. like um, more steady, consistent guy that you could kind of maybe count on being sure. a certain wide receiver one or two. But those guys, we don't know. Same exactly. with the, the running backs. I just felt like the risk on the running backs. I mean, honestly, behind Eckler, it's Spiller, and they drafted him for a reason. I, I think people. Agreed. I don't think he's the best running back in the class. But I think people got a little too sour on this class in general and on Spiller. He was going in the late second. This was a guy people thought might be the best running back in the class. And then suddenly, well, you know what? He's not the best running back in the class. Let's take him right before the third round. And I just, right. I, I think there's, there's pro- the truth is probably in the middle. He probably was never the best running back in the class consensus wise but maybe he's the third or fourth or fifth best guy. And that puts him in the first round probably. And then um, Dobbins clearly, if he's healthy, um, a top shelf running mm-hmm. back. And, and I just, yeah, I feel like those two running, those two wide receivers aren't scary enough. Mm-hmm. Um, aren't worrisome enough to move. Like if I was moving, uh, you know, Jamar chase or something, or, you know, right. even T Higgins, somebody that's a little more consistent and certain, um, yeah, so I, I felt like I'm trading two iffy wide receivers for two iffy running backs, and I felt like I was taking a good risk on the guys that I was getting. It was it was really it wasn't just wide receivers or running backs or a, or a, this is how I run my show, this is how I have to do it. It was really the feeling that I had about the the actual players involved, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, the quality of yeah. them. Yeah. yeah, and Spiller Spiller's certainly not in the 
uh, you know, not completely in the mix, I guess, right now. But he he's in the best offense out out of all out of all those groups groups of guys. So eventually, he's going to be you know the top dog and uh and one of the you know high power offenses that we're going to see for for many years to come. Yeah, his competition is Eckler, and Eckler's great, but he needs he needs spelled, and he's twenty seven. He's been doing this a while, and maybe you know Spiller's being groomed, but they showed last year that they would like somebody else to take some carries and, and catch some passes. And, and I think he does that. So, you know, we'll see. Definitely. I just, I, it's one of those things where I was like, not, not worried about the receivers that I traded away. And I'm kind of excited to see how Dobbins and Spiller do. I am really high on uh, Dobbins. I, I think it's, it's unfortunate what happened last year, but in a high volume running offense, an above average running back like that. So we'll see. I mean, he's not going to be Derrick Henry, but you know, maybe he, kind of approximates uh, what a Jonathan Taylor does, you know, on his team. We'll see. We'll see. But I, I'm not worried about losing those wide receivers. I, I feel like I could replace both of those guys, you know, pretty easily, you know, another trade, maybe get one of them back kind of deal. And then, you know, draft the guy. I, I just don't think they're special. Either one of them, not, not special. I mean, Amon Ross St. Brown is special. Like if you look anything about his story, like he's just a guy. Yeah. I'm just a guy. I mean, that guy works out every day with his dad. They drink special freaking formulas and they bust their ass. Like I could never hang with that family. So you can't, you know, maybe on the field, he's like more average than people would like, but you can't call a person in life like Amon Ross St. Brown, a Jag, like there's no, uh, but I just, I don't think, uh, there's players so, so special that I can't replace them on the field is what I'm saying. In fantasy you, know, football. you know, every NFL athlete is like a, like a 95 percentile athlete, like relative to the rest of the human race. But what we're yes. looking for in fantasy are the 99th yeah. percentile guys, like yeah. not the 98th percentile. We really want the, the true elite of the league. We have to be it's... careful when we criticize these guys because like we call <laughs> them Jags and we look in the mirror and I have like 10 pounds more than I need on my center middle section here. Uh, I'm a Jag. That guy's definitely, you know, more of a man than I am. So the one thing I, I will say, Jeremy, you mentioned you also got a th- the a 23 third back in this trade. Yeah, they offered it to me without a pick. And I, and, and so I, I sent it back. Um, my counter was with the third, the same deal with the third. I was fine with moving the two players. I didn't see anything else that would make the trade even. So I just got a 20, 23 third added on. Yeah. I'm always saying just throw them in. Brad kind of used that against me in this trade. Like, yeah, okay, we can do this. Wells thing. And you're like, well, throw in a, you know, a two, three swap. I'll, I'll give you the second. You got to give it third back. And I was like, ah, Brad's been listening to me a little too much. Yep. I have. I have to do it. I'm learning. To do it. And sometimes, and sometimes you think, you know what, that's not um, much, but in this past draft class, because it was so deep, I, I felt like the third rounders, even at the end of the draft were, were valuable. I mean, you're getting like tight ends, like Kate Otten, maybe even in the fourth round, but you're getting Jeremy Rucker tight end at the end of the third round. You're getting, um, I, I traded up to get, oh my gosh, the player that was on the tip. Jerome Ford, running back from Cincinnati. He just keeps falling and dropping. And I don't understand it. Like he's, he's coming in as the bona fide backup to Nick Chubb in the Browns offense. You know how much action the running backs get in the Browns offense? I mean, even if you look at Chubb and Kareem Hunt and think that Ford can do both of those things or whatever, Hunt's not long for that job. The, um, 
undrafted free agent, Dernis Ford, that they gave a contract to for one year is not long for the job. One year, in fact. Um, after this year, it's it's Nick Chubb and it's uh, Jerome Ford, and he just keeps falling into the third and fourth. But that's that's the kind of thing I'm getting when I trade for that 2023 third. In fact, everyone seems to think the the 2023 class is much better than the 2022. So if I can get a guy like Jerome Ford or better thrown into this deal, and I'm getting three running backs for those two wide receivers, okay. I mean, I just I felt like I needed a little something to sweeten the deal for me because two running backs for two wide receivers is not exciting. I feel like I feel like I'm making like a a lateral move that's not helping my team. But then I picked up the third and I'm like, you know what? I won this trade because of that. So yeah, the, the three for two, right? Like you, you're getting, you're getting the extra asset. Um, you know, then, I mean, it, they, that the other manager can now go pick up a player off waivers, but if it's not a league with a ton of waivers and a, a good players on waivers, anyway, it's not, not going to factor in too much, but to Brad's point, you know, you know, if you could get in a more stable wide receiver, you know, aside from just eventually drafting a player in the, in the third, you have the flexibility. Uh, so which kind of makes the, the pick it. itself a stable asset. If you want to in season, add to the, your wide receiver room. Maybe that third is a way to add a, a rental player for a few weeks. I mean, it seems yeah. like the thirds are kind of the going rate for when a backup quarterback gets a job for a couple of weeks. Like there's an injury and we know, okay, this quarterback's out for a month, backups in for three games or something. Yeah, that's probably the going rate for them. So if you ever need a random quarterback through the season too, that pick could also be used towards that, you know, combine that with a lesser wide receiver to consolidate and get a a wide receiver you can put in your starting lineup. There's tons, there's tons you can do with the pick that can lead to the thing that you might be searching. If you don't have another Ben Franklin in the wallet, you can throw that in with um, whatever else to sweeten the deal. And, you know, you didn't have to pay anything extra for it. You just got it. And yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it's and maybe I use the pick. I'll probably trade it, but you know, it was definitely a way to make me feel a little bit better about making that sort of even Steven deal, which I don't normally do. Like, in order to trade like one for one or two for two like that, again, in this case, it's two wide receivers for two running backs. But you know, you've seen people like move a running back for a running back, or a wide receiver for a wide receiver. It's cool if you're getting the guy that you love. Like you're trading, you know. Tyreek Hill for Stefan Diggs because you think Hill's just not going to do well in Miami with Tua and you know Stefan Diggs what he does every year year over year and you know you make that trade and um I wouldn't fault you for doing that there, there are things but but usually those kind of deals why why bother like are you really gaining like you may as well just keep the guy you have you may as well keep the asset you have so unless it's something that marginally helps your team like what I tried to do with the third because I might might not have made that trade otherwise. I might have kept little ass Bronny Freeman and uh, Amon Ra, and I would have just followed his workout routine and his shake drinking stuff. I guess the the only hesitation would again making this trade and selling these receivers. Could you have gotten more value selling them separately? Whatever you acquired from just selling Amon Ra, and then whatever from just selling Smith. But we'll we'll never know. Right? What maybe you know, maybe this I was, was happy the one- to get Dobbins. So if I could move. If I could move Devonta Smith for Dobbins, that's the kind of that's that's the deal. I think you know, I people want Devonta Smith, so you might be able to get more than Dobbins for him, right? Um, but Amon Ross, St. Brown, I don't know what I'm going to get. Um, Spiller in a third, yeah. I I think it still was kind of a an even even Steven sort of trade. I don't know why I keep saying that, but like yeah, I'm no, not no excited one in this trade about is it. But Steve, right? We've got a JK, we've got a, an Amon Ra. There's no Steve here. 
Yeah, it's kind of one of those things we used to say. Maybe, when we were maybe kids. that pick, maybe that uh, twenty twenty three pick. Yeah, there'll be a, there'll be a yeah, Steve third. There. Yeah. Uh, I but, don't think it was a, a great trade, and I like fleeced that guy, but I feel like I got the better of it. And I, you know, time will tell. That's how it works. But because um, I think Amon Ross St. Brown's going to have a good year this year, and I think Devonta Smith will probably pick up where he left off last year. But I think potentially, um, I may not have gone down with this deal, like even if those guys are average, but if Dobbins and Spiller do what maybe they're capable of doing, it could pay off huge. Uh, picture Spiller being the reincarnation of, uh, you know, the guy he's replacing in Eckler and, uh, you know, picture Dobbins being that finally that maybe not bell cow, but that three down running back for the, for the Ravens that they've wanted. I mean, they, they, they've been, kind of making do with what they've had, but um, they definitely want that three down running back, which he's capable of doing. And and think about both of those guys, maybe being like running back one and two. I, I mean, you win. So we'll see. It's not the greatest example of a trade. So you guys talk about your trades, damn it. Well, I mean, you, you know, earlier you said you don't always have to make a big shake up and make a, a big splash, right. but right. That's actually, we're going to talk about the opposite where I did make a big trade, a big splash. Uh-huh. Um, so this is a, it, it's funny. I, you, you were kind of searching for the word and I've eventually I've also struggled with this. Like you want to say standard, you know, what is a, you know, a 12 team super flex start 10 PPR, right? Like, you know, two running backs, three wide That's receivers. That's kind of standard. Yeah. Right. The with, word a, I, with, a, with a super flex 10 is standard with, with one quarterback nine is standard. So I think you're right that what you just said is probably the closest approximation to standard we have. But unfortunately, you know, the problem with using the word standard is it draws back to non PPR, right? Like that, that connotation. So the word I've landed on for this is conventional, a conventional super flex league, right? Like, like so where there's not maybe no tight end premium, but even now tight end premium is getting close enough to conventional, right? Brad learning new words all time, ecosystem, conventional. I Uh, I like ecosystem. That takes me back to college. Uh Yep, well, yep, totally. uh, you know, we tend to talk about those with salary cap contract leagues, like you mentioned earlier with the, with the Tyree kill trade. But anyway, so this conventional super flex league is uh, I not, I mean, I've made the playoffs all three years. This will be the fourth year in existence of this league. Okay. I've literally lost in the first round every year and finished sixth place, literally three years in a row, six, six, six. Uh, That's it's, it's, satanic. It's, well, it's, it's been hell because I, you know, you never get any good draft picks. It's been hell. And so you finish six, six, six. It's been hell. And awesome. like you know, obviously not winning the title, not even winning a playoff game. So I felt I can make the big shakeup here. Uh, so I eventually, you mentioned finish six. So this wasn't my own pick, but I eventually made yeah. a, a trade up to get the one hundred and four. Okay. And when the pick was on the clock, Drake London was still available, and I thought, okay, could, maybe I could have picked him and still made this trade happen anyway. But I wasn't sure. You know, if they wanted London, I think Garrett Wilson was still available. So, if, you know, if I pick the wrong receiver, does this trade still happen? But I wanted to go after one of the big fish uh, in my I mentioned earlier, uh, 13 dynasty leagues. I did not have a single share of Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson. And in this league, I had accumulated an extra 23 first. So on top of the 104 also had uh, two first next year. And actually so, still, so that's what you sent. You sent the 104, two firsts in 2023 and a second. Yes. And I got back Justin Jefferson and Evan Ingram needing a, a starting tight end. So I decided to, to, you know, do the, uh, I get, I, I guess, I don't know. It seems like that's, that's what the kind of value it seems like it is to take, to get guys like Chase and Jefferson is giving up three firsts. So I decided to, to pay that advanced price in this league. This seemed to me and the so, league where 
I was yeah. okay. Uh, you know, yeah. Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson, I've got the quarterbacks, running backs doing okay. Yeah. Just felt like this Who was the one league where I've got the picks and I've got the team to kind of this, like this might be the, the team ready that one. Who are your running play. backs? Oh, who are my running backs? Well, I've got Josh Jacobs, James Connor, uh, Corderell Patterson. Um, I think I just, this is this, I believe this is another league where I drafted Rashad White. I ended up getting him in a lot of rookie drafts. Yeah, that's a good pick. I think he's going to do great. 104 was Drake London. That's who was drafted. That's yeah. Was yeah. That's, that's who we ended up taking with the, the raw, the pick. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, if he turns out to be like a superstar, maybe this trade is uh, bad for you, but yeah, you, you gave up three firsts for Jefferson and, and a, you gave up three firsts and a second for Jefferson and Ingram. God, man, I'd almost rather have the three firsts and the second. Um, I don't like Evan Ingram at all. I hope he does better in his next stop. I just, I think he's uh, never going to be anything. He, he has so much trouble catching the ball. I don't understand why he's like the, anyway. Jefferson, yes, you want him. But three firsts and a second to get Jefferson. Man, I want to like this trade more for you because um, at 104 in this draft, listen, people in, people think this class is awful, and they're wrong. I'm sorry, they're wrong. This class is full of players. It's like the biggest class maybe ever. Next year is going to be pretty big too because of COVID, right, that extra year of eligibility and all of that. And so certain positions like quarterback, meh, there were a lot of tight ends. There were a ton of running backs. There were a ton of wide receivers, and we thought the talent was at wide receiver. And I think it was. You could almost draft one of the best wide receivers at, like, 112. You know, uh, I, I feel like some of the guys – go. John Dotson was slipping into the second round. George Pickens was slipping into the second round. Um, you know, I just oh, – um, next year, people love it. I love Justin Jefferson. I think this is a, this trade's kind of a wash because it depends on what they do with the 104, what happens with those other, the two firsts in 2023. But I'll be honest with you, I normally want the the quality asset that's winning now. That's one of the top players at a position, a la Justin Jefferson. And then I have co-hosts that will trade for those three firsts to you know get rid of Justin Jefferson for those three firsts in 2023, you know, well, two and the one in this year, but the two in 2023, because they think the class is so great. And I'm torn. I think you did great getting Jefferson. Yeah. I think they haven't shown it. You don't know if that's going to, you know, you don't know if that, that lottery ticket you have in your pocket is going to be worth a hundred dollars or a dollar. That's the thing um, with those picks. I, I think getting Jefferson was really smart. I don't give a shit about Ingram. I'm just looking at Jefferson. Um, three firsts and a second for Jefferson. I, I, I want that to be two firsts and a second at most, but I think you did great by getting him because you might not do anything with those picks, right? I mean, I look at some of the picks I made in the first round that didn't always pan out. For sure. That, I definitely – I, I remember as far back, like, Noah Fant in the first in, the, in this league – I remember taking uh, at one point. So, um, man, really? Yep, I definitely remember doing that a few years ago. Back when again when this league Two started. Ago, yeah. um, so, but yeah, um, I, I think it's fair to say it's probably the 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 ceiling of the price for Jefferson. Like this isn't a buy low on Jefferson by any means. Like this is probably the if it's, it's within like a top the fair receiver, range, right up to Jamar the, Chase. Yeah, it's a, it, it's at the very top end of the fair range. So, Brad, what do you think? 
Uh, well, first of all, I'd like to comment on the uh, Evan Ingram. Uh, he, he's been down here in uh, Jacksonville, and uh, every single day uh, I, I've heard that he's been, you know, going through uh, routines, getting stickum on his hands uh, you know, to, 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 <laughs> nice. deal, to deal with the humidity. Uh, so I'm looking for big things from him. Not, not, not really. Um, uh, my, of course, you know, coming from my – my background with the redraft. I want to go get the guy now. I want to go get Justin Jefferson. I, I'm, uh, I'm certainly new to the whole dynasty thing, and I, and I understand, uh, you know, the importance of picks. But if, if you're in a win now, Jefferson's still obviously very young. I, he's the top wide receiver, uh, or, or you know, top two. If you want to, yeah, I, honestly, there, I like him better than there, Chase. So, yeah. I think Jamar yeah. Chase is great, but I think Jefferson is the top guy over Chase. I, agree. I mean, honestly, he doesn't have. He doesn't have the kind of competition that Chase has that with the Bengals. I mean, T. Higgins is amazing. First of yeah. all, I, T. Higgins might be wide receiver one. We'll see. It might flip-flop year to year. Higgins keeps getting better. Chase is a big playmaker. Like, he's yeah. making those big touchdown catches. But Higgins is kind of like, you know, moving the chains. He's a he's beast. Be so- yeah, he's solid. Yep. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I think Jefferson is definitely the guy. Like, the number one. He, he trade. I think – Kyle traded those picks for the number one wide receiver in the league. And I don't, I concur. I concur. Absolutely. I don't, I don't have a problem with that either. Yeah. There weren't going to be many receivers. I was willing to pay that price for I specifically targeted the chase manager. Didn't want to do it. And I initially made the offer. You suggested Jeremy two firsts, like the one Oh four, one of the 23 first and a 23 second for Jefferson. And then they, they insisted on the third one. So I insisted on Evan Ingram simply because my best tight end might have been Juan Johnson from the Saints. <laughs> you, need so, a, you need a guy, yeah. Yeah, because I had actually traded away no offense. So uh, kind of, you know, flipped over this. So this is kind of the way to kind of get back a starting tight end. I hope Ingram does better than he did with the Giants. My God, yeah. he was such Me a too. I mean, so many, cool, so many tight ends have been disappointments. Yeah. I mean, there was a whole class of guys when the Joku um, came out. It might be the same one. Well, it, it, I, I think it is the same class. It's funny because this manager also had Injoku. Howard, everybody. So just... I, I chose Ingram, but I could have easily just had thrown Injoku in this trade, and it probably would have got or, done anyway. Or, so. or Howard. <laughs> well, Howard. I mean, there's so many guys. And I don't, I don't think Howard was in that class. But there were there were three there were three tight ends in that class with Ingram and Injoku. I can't remember. I think it is Howard. I think you are. I think and it is and none Howard. of them. Like, what are the chances none of them? Like, you roll the dice on which one you like the best. It didn't matter because none of them fucking worked out. Arguably, Ingram got the most. His action. rookie year, right? His and rookie then year was Joku, pretty good. Yeah, is definitely, I think, the most talented. He's shown that with those Baker Mayfield catches where passes where he's jumping three feet up in the air and gets exposed and beaten and right, misses right. games. <laughs> um, Howard, I think he needs to stick to blocking. But, like, you know, you Ingram was, was a decent get because I think he's going to do better than he did with the Giants. But. It's, it's funny that that class is elevated because i'm pretty sure george kittle's in that class no one knew about it when when they were coming out everyone was obsessed with those three but george kittle ended up being i got me a ton of kittle because i'm a big go. 10 i'm a big 10 fan and i i mean i took a shot on it and i got lucky but uh yeah and then in startups right after that i got him too so i had i was i was rolling out kelsey and kittle because i'm a dick <laughs> like that it's funny. I with going for two, we do a personal league podcast, and the, the most recent league we're doing actually has a team with that on it. So that's an interesting point of discussion. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. 
Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So uh, I've done three startups this year and I kind of approached, especially the early rounds in three different ways. One league, I simply just kind of stuck with my picks. Uh, yeah. I liked kind of the value falling. Uh, I was at the 103, so Justin Herbert was an easy pick at the 103. And then uh, two tight end league, I ended up with Kittle and then Jalen Hurts as well in the third. So I really like the way that team ended up being structured. Uh, I made a couple of trade downs late, but for the most part, kind of stuck with my picks. So that's kind of easy, kind of boring to talk about. Uh, another league where I did have the 103, um, I actually made a trade up to get another first round pick. So yeah. I sent the second, my third, and my fourth. So this would be uh, like a late second and like a, uh, I think it might've been third round reversal. So also a late third and an early fourth to get yeah. uh, the 107, I believe, and an eighth and a ninth. So give up those sec- two, three, four to get one, eight, nine. I like that. Justin that Herbert, mean- Kyler Murray. That's the, that's kind of the start for this team and kind really? of build through those two quarterbacks. Okay. Yeah, that's what I like to do. I mean, I, I, it depends on where you're at in the first round. Um, you know, if you're, I like to pick out of the 112, you know, the last spot, 112, 114. Um, I like to have two picks back to back because you can see what's gone. It's easy because you, you see what's happened in front of you when you have two picks back to back and you can kind of place yourself for the next. It can backfire, but. Uh, and then I think if quarterbacks are being drafted high uh, in a super flex, a lot of quarterbacks going, you can kind of punt that. Oh, I'm, I'm at 112 already. All the top quarterbacks went. I'm looking at a big tier of guys I'm not that excited about. So I can take other positions at 12 and 13 or 12 and 2.01, um, not quarterback. And then my next turn is when I take two. I'll take, you know, whoever whoever's fallen to that point and get kind of two you know mediocre or what uh, quarterback two guys in the meantime at 112 what sometimes falls through the cracks is one of the best tight ends what sometimes falls through the cracks is one of the best wide receivers or one of the best tight uh running backs so um i <laughs> tried with jonathan of, taylor in our startup last year got at the 112 yeah. I, I mean, I like right. that spot because I can be patient and I can cherry pick. And the whole thing with me is during a startup draft, you don't always know what the best player available is. Let's just say use tiers, uh, ADP, whatever you might use. You don't have to have any certain insight, but you just go by best players that you can get at those positions. And I think you can come out of drafts, startup drafts with a lot of good players. So I take zero risks in the first few rounds. I've learned that lesson because I, I used to, Oh, I'm going to take this quarterback because I think he's going to be huge. And I was wrong. Um, I learned that lesson. So now I take no risks. Um, I, I, I want to come out of my first round with what I think are, uh, is the best player I could get at that spot. And if I'm higher in the first round, like in the top six, I want a quarterback. I want one of the best quarterbacks. So I'm coming away, you know, by 106, let's say with Herbert. I don't care who you like, but I'm going to take Herbert. You know, you know, Buffalo's quarterback's going. You know, Mahomes is going. You hope Herbert isn't taken. Maybe somebody loves Lamar Jackson and they're wrong and you take Herbert. But uh, anyway, um, 
I, I think if there's a there's kind of a break there where maybe you have a top five quarterback you're drafting at 107 and he's still there and you take that guy. So I, I just think it it depends on where you're at in the round, but ultimately you try to I try to get the best player I can and then and then if I can get a, a premium player like a Kelsey at the end of the first round. And that's not always going to be Kelsey. Obviously he's, he's aged and it, it's going to change, but getting, you know, the tight end that you can just plug in every week and not think about it. Right. Um, something that helps you keep the edge, no matter where you draft in that round, because taking Russell Wilson, even if he ends up being the best quarterback this year in points, because he went to Denver and he's not straggling and, you know, um, smothered by the way Seattle plays football and he's passing the ball a lot. Maybe he ends up as the best quarterback this year. I don't need to worry about taking him at like one nine. you know, I, maybe I got Dak Prescott and that's fine. I, I feel like you don't have to um, get it. You, you need to start out with quarterbacks and super flex, like always. But after that first tier of guys, like the top six or whatever guys are gone, I don't think you need to worry anymore about quarterback. And you, you shift gears and you go for the best players. Maybe you're coming away with Jefferson or Chase, somebody they can trade for like top dollar, or you plug them in because of the best player at the position. And at the end of the rounds, I like to get tight ends. I kind of digressed, started talking about uh, Russell Wilson, and I got myself in a, in a tizzy there. But I do think Russell Wilson is going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league this year. I don't think that's going to be the case like after this year necessarily though. It's funny because my, the third startup where I made the opposite strategies and I traded down, I actually did keep my first and funny enough, Russell Wilson fell to the one fourteen. Yeah. Picking last there. And um, my temptation was actually to go Russell Wilson, Jalen hurts. Uh, funny enough, Jeremy, your co-host Shane kind of came in and, and uh, offered Took a trade. Hurts. Well, I, he didn't take Hurts, but he took that that two one slot. I think he, honestly, I think he took Tyree Kill. <laughs> I, I think really, I, yeah, I Miami's think, Tyree Kill. Great. Well, that's the thing. This this startup happened just before the NFL draft, so this would have happened when Hill was still on the Chiefs. Because I remember I didn't take Tua specifically, oh, and then trade, yeah, and then it was you know Tua went, and I, I'm kind of kicking myself. Oh, I should have taken Tua at that pick instead of Tannehill. No, what were your picks? What numbers were they? So I was the 114 and then the 201. I'll tell you what, I would have been happy to come away with like the best tight end at Russell Wilson, because I think I would have been kicking some ass this year. Well, ultimately what I have doing is again, making that trade down with Shane uh, later yeah. in the second. And then Which I just kept... burned Shane and helped you for sure. Cause well, Hill, Hill's not worth that much now. No, for sure. And uh, yeah, so I think uh, after he made the trade up too, like trade up for Hill too, I think uh, he may have regretted that a little But Either way. I love I just... how Shane is just balls out trader. Yeah. Seize the opportunity to go up and get the guy. Uh, but I just kept trading down. And I ultimately, I didn't, I picked Wilson again, 114. I think my next pick was Nick Chubb at 503. So again, got out of the really? second, third, and fourth rounds wow. completely. But I ended You're up talking with, about a running back one, probably an upper half this year based on. Yeah, I was, I was almost a little shocked that he went that late. But it, I ended up with two picks in the fifth, three in the sixth, three in the seventh. And so I think I, by the time I got to the, end of the 10th round and as a start 11 i had my 11 first players so like you know even without the second and third and fourth round picks 
I still able to make do and have the same amount of starters by the time we got to that yeah. end of that starter range that everyone else did. Uh, and I accumulated two extra 23 firsts. So not only got nice. the depth of picks in that mid range where I, I took a lot of like win now players to kind of match with Wilson, as opposed to picking the second, third, fourth and get okay, high value players where the, the production might not be there kind of went full in win now, which, you know, a decision like Tannehill over Tua seemed to make more sense then. But now again, we've seen the Tyree like Hill trade. You- Maybe, yeah. yeah, in hindsight, you know, if, if the trade had, you know, this draft had been after the trade, for instance, probably would have taken Tua, but regardless, kind of tried to match, okay, taking Wilson, it really is forcing myself to win now. So what's the best thing to win now is depth. And then 23 yeah. first, I've got two extra ones. So maybe I can use those to pick. Or I trade. like how you traded back. A big mistake, and I still make it when I get excited in startup drafts, is a trade up in startup drafts. You're giving either future assets away when you do that, like first round picks, let's say, to move up into a top round of the startup, um, or your, you know, your jockey position where you move down, you move down, you move down, you just keep give, putting yourself in a work, you, you just keep putting yourself in a worse and worse situation. I think the best thing you can do is to stand pat and draft and get the best player you can, or just look at it. Who's the most valuable player I could draft? right now i don't even care i don't yeah i need a running back but who's the most valuable player that i think is on the board right now that i could trade after the draft and just if if you just went through it like that the whole way who's the most valuable player that i think is here right now and did that and didn't think about how many wide receivers running backs quarterbacks yada yada you have obviously you have to have a couple quarterbacks or you're not going to compete um so you, you know you have to weigh that but just when you have a question don't trade up and don't trade down um necessarily but what you did trading back and acquiring more assets to move back and get a slightly marginally less maybe player you get Jamison Crowder instead of somebody else or or whatever you get a lesser slightly lesser quarterback maybe by moving back I just don't think moving back hurts that much and then you're acquiring maybe a future draft picks the people who trade the people who move up lose and the people who move back tend to win and that's how i've seen it like when you look from the startup through to who who the winning teams are if you trade up and try to trade into the draft over and over like that and just kind of keep robbing peter to pay paul and mortgaging your future um i feel like you just set yourself up for failure and i don't think it's like a, a hard place to get out of i've done it a bunch just trying to get like i know george kittle's the guy i'm going to move up and i'm going to get him and, and I just, I think that I've put myself in an awkward spot in the future by mortgaging stuff. I, I, I think you either pick or you trade back. And so what you did by trading back, I think was super smart. I, I really didn't make a great case for why I don't think you should trade up, but I'm telling you, I've learned that lesson. I've been burned so many times by trying to move up in drafts. Trust me, it's not, it's a loser's play. If you do it I mean, one time, you know, move up. I'm going to get this guy and he turns out to be a superstar. Great. But if you do it, if you continually trade your future picks and you, you've seen it guys just moving up into the um, upper rounds to try to, to try to get players that they want, they lose, they lose their draft to start up. And I have a startup this coming Saturday with a bunch of really cool Ohio people. And um, we're drafting at land grant brewing uh, brewing company. Um, all kinds of cool cats, uh, Bob Lung, Ian Harditz, Rich Rebar, Dynasty Rich Dotson, on and on uh, and on, uh, 14 of us. It's going to be really cool. I think 13 of 14 will be there live as well. Um, a paper 
giant five by uh, six by four draft board with stickers and markers so you mm-hmm. can write in players that aren't on the um, to hang up. Um, and it's going to be a ton of fun. Beers, um, live draft. We'll use MFL because we can't draft the entire startup live. We'll end up switching over to MFL and just kind of doing it online. But everyone's excited. Um, so I can't really speak to startups yet, Kyle, because I've done a couple of dispersals, um, an auction, some rookie drafts, no startups this year. None at all. This will be my first one. All right. Very good. Yeah. Uh, you're talking about the stickers and the, yeah, Brad, and, I and, love the, and, it, the, and the big board and the, and the beers. Oh man. That's that. That's, that's my favorite part. That, that's it, man. I love it. Yeah. I'll make some mistakes. I don't care. It, uh, you know, and, and running the draft it's, that's what it's all about to me. I, I wish all my drafts were like all my leagues. Definitely. Rookie drafts too. We've had some fun with that. Um, it gets tough when you don't have any picks, you just drink beers when you, <laughs> Um, but yeah, you can make the best of it. So, uh, Jeremy approving of the trade down strategy, Brad, what did you think yeah. of that idea? Again, I picked Russell Wilson at the one fourteen, and then didn't pick again until the fifth round. I, I like, I, I, I like the idea. I mean, cause the, I mean, what I'm learning do obviously in, in the mock that we're in right now, uh, seeing, you know, j- just some of my, past mistakes that I made last year and stuff that there, there's so many players available, you know, to, to move down. Uh, so I, I don't have a, an issue with that, you know, getting you know, instead of one, one fifth round, you know, now you got two. And I mean, I think, I think that's, that's great. What, what I am, I, I'd like to go back to the one that you uh, actually moved up to. Um, and I guess uh, lost your uh, second, third and fourth round. I, I was yep. curious, like, like what would you, uh, you know, what was your next pick in the fifth round, fifth, sixth, and seventh? Just yeah, I want to know what your next – exactly. Guys. I want to know what his next quarterback was too. Like, it's super flex, right? So, who was your second quarterback well, and what Brad said? Well, was that, that was the one you had, Murray and Herbert, Yeah, right? I went I, – I, after taking uh, Justin Herbert, I traded up for mm-hmm. Kyler Murray, and that's that was yeah. the – who I took with the in the first. The idea okay. was to, yeah, to again, snag, do, snag do this, yeah. you know, in a super flex league and do it for the two quarterbacks. Like, I wouldn't have – like as much as I love Chase, I don't have any exposure to Chase. I wouldn't have done this trade to trade up for Chase. Like I feel like I can get comparable wide receiver production, but this, you yeah, know, and yeah. knowing that I'm taking myself out of a quarterback range anyway entirely, like I'm not going to get any good guys in the fifth. So knowing it's okay, you're making this trade up for two firsts. It's to get two elite quarterbacks, and that's how you're starting the team. Yeah, because then- you're you're never going to pay less for a quarterback than in a rookie draft or a startup draft. You're, you're always going to be like giving more away. You can get a, another, you can get Jamar Chase easier than you can get Justin Herbert, unfortunately, but it's true. Um, so actually, I guess interesting, interesting exercise here. I'll, I'll actually put some names on the players at, at those picks and like, you know, in hindsight, would you give this up for, for Kyler Murray? So the picks that I traded away ended up being Jalen Waddle, Debo Samuel and TJ Hawkinson. So, you know, wow. Would All you, three of those? Yeah. Would you give up those three for Kyler Murray and uh, who do we take? We took, uh, yeah, Kyler Murray, jo- Josh Jacobs, and Jared Goff. So Kyler Murray and Josh Jacobs for the other three were? Waddle, Debo, and TJ Hawkinson. I think you still come out ahead because um, Waddle, we're still uncertain. Debo. Yeah. Honestly, he's probably never going to score as many points as he did last year. Um, Hawkinson, I love him, but he's still a questionable um, 
tight end. I, I mean, I like all three of those players. I'd be fine acquiring them, but I think the quarterback that you've got is the better choice. I think that's, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely and, and learning a, that as yeah, well. Yep. And a super flex. Yeah. It, it's exciting to think about that other side of the prospects, but I can't replace the quarterback as easily as I could place two replace two of the players on that other side of the trade. And then you got another player back. So I, I and, and you got golf and, and, you know, all jokes aside, he's a mediocre quarterback for, but for right now, you know, he, he, he matters. And I think um, we have to consider that. So yeah, the, I'm, I'm happy with that deal he made. I mean, you know, maybe you could have got more, but I don't think so. Cause you got that starting quarterback and people want, everything for for those players they know they can get it and super close like you're saying it, it might have been tough to make that trade with those players exactly once the teams are established where it's like this type of trade is possible because it's startup picks yeah but i think you you made smart moves making it happen and you still came out ahead okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Earlier, you're mentioning you know you're not a fan of trading up, but you also specifically mentioned trading up and giving up future assets. And this was this was a pure three for three. And yeah, I'm getting the, the best asset and then the two worst, but it's yeah, not- trading up to get a quarterback might be, I mean, you know, Most the of, rule yeah. of thumb trading up to get a, a, a top uh, to get a quarterback one, let's say is probably worthwhile because you have to have, you know, you're setting yourself apart if you have two of them. And if you only have one, you need another quarterback. So that might be the one case where I would do it trading, um, future assets and moving up to acquire like Kelsey or something like that, or Jamar chase. I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend a quarterback though. The cheapest you can acquire, acquire them is in the startup drafts and rookie drafts. You're never going to pay less than that. Um, it's a big thing. Uh, you know, some of my buddies and I talk about all the time, like if you're in a super flex league, you better get the quarterbacks. Now the guys that you think it, and that's what happens, though, in a startup, especially a 14 team. Not everybody's going to get the top quarterbacks like somebody's going to miss out. And then you have to get top players, you know, move around. But I think in your case, trading up, but otherwise, like just jockeying for position and startup drafts to be a smart ass moving to 2023 first, because that's intangible right now. 2023 first, you're trying to move up and get a player, but it's quickly tangible for everyone. And, and the value of it. And I've, I, you know, I've done okay in startups doing that. I've, I've, I've hit on the players I've moved up and drafted, but it doesn't matter. I've given up too much to do that. I I've given up more um, leverage than I needed to, to get a player I want. It just doesn't make sense. It's a loop. It's, it's a losing proposition overall, but to move up for one quarterback, like you, like, you know, you're talking about once one trade like that, I think that makes sense. And you might be able to make two, but if you do that, like that's your strategy in a startup draft to just keep moving up and for, you know, franchise forsaking the future and mortgaging your future to do it. I've done it and I've been burned. I've come up with some, some of my worst teams by doing that. It's my worst rosters and I'll never do it again. And again, I think the, the structure of this trade, I think was made it. So it was a good choice, not just in terms of the pure value, but 
there were no 23 picks involved. Like I didn't give up any future rookie picks to make this happen. And I also think equal number of startup picks, three for three. I don't care how late of a drop it is. Yeah, still you didn't get give those away back. any firsts or seconds. You gave away other picks in the draft, which resulted in good players, but you, you maintained sort of like your, you kept your hand at hand. So I want to know, Brad, in Dynasty, um, when you when you draft for Dynasty, it, since you're a redraft guy, you said, what do you think you should do differently? What do you look at? What do you think you need to consider differently? Because I think startup drafts between redraft and dynasty are a lot the same. That's, I mean, I just love drafting, but I I think there are considerations you need to make. So I want to know from someone who really likes redraft, what you think about drafting dynasty, like what, What's the biggest difference for you? What's the biggest change? If you go from a startup and redraft the dynasty, what are you doing? Uh, for, for me with the uh, super flex, it's, it's the, it's the quarterbacks. Uh, that doesn't really happen in redraft unless the settings are, you know, kind of out of whack or something like that. And and that's certainly something I'm still struggling on. Cause I, I'll, I'll see, um, you know, a Jonathan Taylor or something like that. And I'll, I'll miss out on a quarterback and then, Boom! Then it then there's like five six in a row that and then it comes back to me. I'm like oh, I don't I don't want the next quarterback, so I'll so I'll get somebody else. So that's still kind of a little bit of a learning curve for me with this um, that and I mean just the whole super flex idea in in general because uh, I've never really uh, you like a, standard uh, a lot more. You like the uh, one quarterback, but let's uh, just consider I, I, one I'm quarterback with, uh, either way. What would you do differently for a dynasty league versus a redraft league? One quarterback. What are you thinking differently? Are you thinking in terms of, well, this guy isn't going to be valuable beyond this year? Like what, what are your considerations? Cause it's been so long. I mean, mm-hmm. I still play redraft. I'll do like one league um, and I'll do some best ball. So I'm thinking that way too, with just like immediacy, but what, what do you do differently in a one quarterback sort of standard setting league in dynasty that you Maybe, maybe it's uncomfortable, like you, what you were saying. You don't want to sure. punt those great players that you mm-hmm. you don't want them in a super flex. You don't want to pick a quarterback because you're like, oh, my God, that's a great player. But let's just say it's one quarterback dynasty, one quarterback redraft. Mm-hmm. What's the biggest difference in your mind? I, I think it, it is typically that I, that I hold off on, on quarterback, but also I'm not – I'm not in redraft. Obviously I'm not thinking about age. I'm not thinking about, I'm thinking about, you know, the win now or the, or that person's value that I could. The highest move, points that, that you're that, that get I this could, year. Yeah. yeah and, 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 you know, if I can, you know, use a player to, uh, you know, trade down the, down the road. I mean, last year in one of the redraft leagues, I think he did like eight or nine trades and ended up in the championship game. And unfortunately, like, um, my running backs were, were garbage, but I was able to acquire like Dare Agumba Wale, Agumba Wale, uh, the one week, <laughs> the, champion, the championship week against um, New England. He didn't do anything, but he scored in the last two minutes. Yeah. That, that helped me. <laughs> I, I had him on my roster for yeah. like 82 years. He finally did something. Yeah. I, and uh, I was a- actually able to uh, win the league with Dare Agumba Wale as my uh, running back. So that's uh, amazing. But, but, uh, but there was a lot of, there was a lot of shifting around and, and, and Kyle and I talked about it. Like I traded for Burrow mid season, um, you know, just stuff like that. So a lot of, a lot of that, um, I think redraft, I, I think, the mindset is, 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 is to win now, but also to, you know, think of more 
in season trades. Uh, I, I didn't really see a lot of that last year in, in the dynasty leagues. I had a lot of the trading was going on during the draft or even before the draft, you know, a couple of days before or, yeah, when the pick, or, yeah. or, when, or when the pick was, yeah, when the pick was up, you know, oh, I'm, I'm willing to take uh, offers or whatever. So obviously that doesn't really happen in a redraft or something like that. So it, it um, yeah, so it's a different mindset to kind of shift to that, but, but uh, I, I, I love, I love the dynasty. I love the super flex. I love learning, learning and, and um, you know, uh, having the two quarterbacks. I think that's a, I think it's a great, uh, great thing. And uh, one of these days I'll get into a contract league too. And then my mind will uh, just absolutely explode all over the office. And uh, you, you might, you might like it. You, you might not. Um, I'm in some, um, I actually don't mind it. I'll tell you what I approach startup drafts for dynasty a lot. Like you're talking about for redraft. Um, I can't look too far down the road. I want to win in years one and two. Mm-hmm. Um, so the top players that I draft tend to be, and we're talking startup strategy. So the top players that I, I tend to draft are the ones that you can count on. Like I'm not taking risks. I'm not taking Jalen Waddle up there. I'm taking guys that I think I can count on. And this year is kind of weird, but in the past I felt like it was easier for me to get veteran guys. And then at some point I shift off the veteran guys, unless there's a huge value of a player that just jumps off the page because I want the age sprinkling I, some of the, yeah. I don't want like a win now team versus like, I have all these young players that may not have mount to shit. I want something in between where I have like balance for instance, yeah. balance. No. And, and tiered like age group. Like for instance, I have a, a one quarterback league, which I hate. I hate one quarterback now, but I have uh, Rodgers and Mahomes. Now Mahomes is my starter. It used to be Rodgers, right? And then I have Justin Fields, but it, it's tiered, right? So it's Mahomes right. on the week that he can't play. It's Rodgers. Maybe maybe some week I'm like, you know what? Rodgers is going to go off and I can start him. That's not how I planned it. And then I have Fields, hopefully, who pans out um, as my third guy. I really don't need him. It's a one quarterback league, but I, I like to carry three and one quarterback leagues, three starters. Um, and then I have running backs like that. I have, uh, you know, I have veterans like Ezekiel Elliott and Josh Jacobs. And then I have uh, Cam Akers and J.K. Dobbins. So, I, you know, well, I don't I don't just have all old guys, all young guys. All I don't think you need to think in those terms. If you go if you come out of a startup draft with a competitive team, potentially you can keep that going in perpetuity like you forever you draft well you get a, a, a nice you know you got Gronk or Kelsey you've got you know you know Stafford and Ryan you have these guys that like have staying power and you have young guys sprinkled in but you made the right choices you didn't pick just some random tight end you picked a few years ago you picked George Kittle you picked right you know Baltimore starting tight end you you have guys that can step up and maybe be tight end one, wide receiver one, running back one. I feel like if you go into it planning to win, if not year one, year two, with your sort of matrix, that you can continue that for a long time and be a playoff team and not be like team six or seven, uh, team seven or eight, you know, for you know forever, where you're like your team four or five for a long time, or you're winning it. I feel like that's how I want to look at a startup draft. I want the best players. I want to win. I don't want to try to guess who's going to be good in two or three years. 
I want the players now, which is why I love startup because that's pretty easy. It's readily identifiable. These guys are the ones you want now. And then you get to make, in addition to that, later on, you're like in the middle of the draft, you're like, you know what? I don't want that guy. Everybody wants that guy. I want this guy. Kyle wants that guy. Brad wants that guy. I'm, I'm trying to get this guy. And you, you kind of, you hope you're right. But, you know, you're talking about wide receivers three and four and five and six and running backs, too, and younger guys. And you hope they 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 get up there and there's draft picks, too. But I feel like if you go into it, win now, not like I'm going to win now and quit the league. I'm your one guy and I'm going to quit your dynasty league. Not like that. Right. But you go into it with front loaded like you you're picking players to win in the first couple of years. I feel like that makes it easier to continue that, like to um keep your momentum. That's how I want to do it. It doesn't always work, but that's how I do it now. I don't take chances in round one, two, three, four. I'm going for the best player, the best, the, the greatest value player that I feel like I can trade, even if I don't want it kind of thing. And then I, I take chances later and um, I, not trade in, not trade up. And I think you can keep your momentum. I think you can have a, like a true dynasty. Kyle's like, this guy won't shut up, but no, I mean, I feel like that's how you need to approach it. Like mm -hmm. win now and later and yeah. don't have all great, like veterans and, and all young guys, but a mix of players, because then you don't have, if you have a mix of players, you can go any direction, any sure. season. You're not just obligated to do one thing. My buddy Shane loves to have all those young guys and the draft picks. Okay. But at some point, I want to win the goddamn league. Right. I don't want to just – I love Debbie and I want those yeah. players, but I also want to win the trophy and have those players. And, and, and Mike and I agree like that. My other co-hosts agree like you got to shoot for now because you're not trying to win now. Are you ever going to win? Like you have to – one season you have to decide, you know what, I'm not building for the future. I've been in leagues where teams like were always building for the future. I don't know when the future came for some of that. I don't think it ever did. They were always like hoping, sorry, they were always hoping the future would come and it didn't. I think you have to start off strong and then backfill and kind of keep it going and hope you can keep your momentum. And you're never going to do it forever. Even Brady got old. Your team's going to get old. Okay. Sure. Well, you're talking a lot, but you also said a lot of great things. I think our listeners definitely uh, can gain knowledge so. from that. Yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> Uh, but uh, if they want to hear more of you, I know they heard a lot of you tonight, but if they do love what they hear and they want to hear more, where can they uh, find and follow you? At Dynasty Trades HQ. I work with a couple of great guys. We've been together for at least four years now, um, a few hundred episodes, um, you know, at Dynasty Trades HQ. Find us on Twitter. Find us, um, you know, Dynasty Trades HQ podcast, wherever podcasts can be found. Um, at Shane is the worst, Shane Manila, at FF. FF Blitz, uh, Michael Sipes, my co-host. We have a ton of fun. Um, you know, we talk trades, but we talk all kinds of stuff just like this, you know, um, startup strategy. We bring people on just like you guys um, to talk about, you know, real things in leagues. Anything you can talk about um, in Dynasty Leagues, we touch that topic and we just try to have a lot of fun. So check us out. Appreciate you guys. You know, <laughs> Kyle, Brad, thanks for having me on um, and putting up with me. Uh, I'm, I'm super tired. I'm drinking a little margarita here. I hope I didn't take it I off like the it. rails. Um, no. I really do love that you asked me about startup drafts because I haven't drafted many of them in the past few years, but I promise you I've perfected my strategy. I, I've chosen not to have more leagues. I back <laughs> on Dynasty Leagues. I promise I 
you know, invest myself in these, but the couple that we're starting for the Ohio drafts are pretty cool. The one that I was talking about doing this Saturday, um, it's a 14 teamer. Um, it's PPR. It's a half a point for tight ends premium, you know, for them. Um, it's, I forget what we have point per carry for running backs, nothing substantial. Um, you know, it, it's pretty standard. Um, but we have a third round reversal in the draft, um, you know, to help because we have 14 teams to kind of help offset, you know, the, the depth of that, um, that, uh, uh, oh my God. Well, you know, the, the difference between the first and last pick of the first round, right? Like, what do you call a, that kind of draft? Snake? The snake, snake draft. Snake yeah, draft. to kind of offset that. We're live. It's going to be so cool. Um, but that's my that's going to be my foray in the startup this year. I, I'm really excited about it. And some of the things I talked about tonight, I'm going to do that in our draft. Yeah, snake draft. I couldn't think of that. Sorry. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I guess, Brad, did you have any uh, other comments about uh, startup strategies, any of these trades we talked? No, the, no, this was great. Uh, it was great to, uh, you know, kind of you know, just, just talk about it and, he, and hear uh, somebody else's uh, perspective on it all. And uh, it's been uh, very informative and I uh, hope the uh, listeners enjoyed it as well. Absolutely. And if you did or didn't as well, you can comment too. But uh, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at FPC underscore fantasy pod. You can also follow your co-hosts individually. Brad's at the rundown underscore VH. I'm at Senra Says. And as always, download the full press coverage app, available for free on Android and iOS stores, giving you access to all of the great full press coverage content in one convenient location. So download the full press coverage app for free today. Also, shout out to PA the Second on Twitter at PA underscore II official. He lets us use the song Wallet as our intro and outro music. So Wallet can be found on the most recent album, Illa V. So check out all of PA the Second's great content. Again, at PA underscore II official. And uh, yeah, uh, Madman, thank you so much. Uh, mad crazy about having Appreciate you. It. And uh, we're all mad crazy about Dynasty, but probably maybe none greater than you so uh thanks for all this great content <laughs> i appreciate you having me on thanks again um, i'm glad that to be here with a fellow millennial and brad we enjoy this game a lot <laughs> yeah absolutely it's a great time uh yeah hopefully uh all the listeners always have a great time here full press fantasy pod okay round two name something that's not boring Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.